0: And I do pray and ask you, Lord Jesus, would you be speaking this morning? Would you be touching us? Would you be moving in our hearts and helping us to love you more, to know you more deeply? Amen. So I get the privilege today of um, doing my last, uh, the last part of our One Peter series. I saw Josh just having a quick look to see what I was doing before he decided to leave. Uh, so let me just read this passage to us. So 1 Peter, uh, chapter 5, verses 8 to 14. <clears throat> Be alert and, so, and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to, to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God Stand fast in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. So, I got the, the privilege of this passage today here, and I, and I think, by goodness, I've got to talk about Satan we don't talk about Satan that much in church, do we? We don't talk about the devil that much in church. But the Bible does, actually. The Bible does. And if um, I don't think this click is going to be working because it's not green. So, oh, it is working. <laughs> um, so, we, you know, we have the devil in the Bible. So, um, if you just... Um oh, I've lost a slide. Incredible. Um, So the first part of the Bible where where um, where where we see the devil is in Genesis, isn't it? Um, When the serpent is tempting um, Eve to eat the apple, Um, and having lost the slide, yes, definitely not there. Um, Having lost the slide, I can't quote it exactly, but um, the serpent says to um, to Eve, doesn't she? Doesn't he? He says to her, um, "You can be like God." You can have all the power of God. That's why, that's why uh, God doesn't want you to eat this apple. Because if you eat it, you will be like him. So we see the serpent there um, in Genesis. Um, if you think then about Jesus in Matthew when he's in the desert being tempted by the devil, the devil um, says to him, It says to him, if you are God, if you really are God, Turn these stones, Um, convert these stones now. Can you remember that? Yeah, into bread. Thank you. Um, So so that's, that's in Matthew. And then he also says to him, You know, if you will bow down to me, I will give you everything. I will give you all of these things, all the kingdom and everything. I will give you that if you will bow down to me. So we see the devil again as a serpent, as a tempter. And we hear a visible. Or audible devil there. Then here in in Matthew 16, I finally get to my slides. Um, We hear hear, uh, um, Jesus actually saying to Peter, and we're reading one Peter today, so almost irony, really. Saying to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Satan, get behind me. You're trying to distract me from my purpose and God's purpose. And then in Revelation, we hear about Satan being the accuser. Now, the accuser is actually the meaning of the word Satan, apparently. Um, But we hear um, Satan being the accuser. And at the end of this Revelation um, verse here, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And I sometimes think that's one of the experiences that lots of us have of the devil, actually. Is the accuser, you're not good enough. There you go, you've done it wrong again, haven't you? How can God really love you? How can God really forgive you? I think often that's the place where we we hear the devil, in that accuser. And that, I think, when we talk in the church about Satan and the devil and the evil one, we often have that picture of the serpent, the sort of insidious one, the, the tempting one. But that's where 1 Peter here is actually a little bit different. Because here, in 1 Peter, we hear about uh, the devil as the lion. So if you could just move that slide on for me, it would be great. So we see the lion in, in 1 Peter. We see the devil being depicted as this lion which is prowling around. It's all powerful. It's going to be devouring people. It's looking for its dinner. This is a slightly different manifestation of the devil to that which we see, for example, in Genesis or those other passages I was just looking at. We're seeing here as the devil is a powerful one. You know, if you think about a lion, those huge jaws, the claws which one swipe of that claw can take a person, can kill a person. That is the devil which we're seeing presented here in 1 Peter. And I ask you, have you ever faced off with a lion? Anyone here ever faced off with a lion? Not this week, but last week. Well, I have a little story because I faced off with a lion. Many of you know we had the privilege of living out in southern Africa for a number of years a while ago and when we were there I faced off with a lion and I've even got the evidence of it because I have a pair of shorts which has got a rip in it from the claw of a lion the only twist in the story is unfortunately for my story but probably fortunately for me it was a lion cub <laughs> in a place where it was actually set up for me to uh, stroke the lion and 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 um, and, and meet a lion cub face to face i mean these lion cubs were big i mean they had big paws and they were they were they weren't just little cuddly teddy bear ones they were big proper lion cubs but they were only cubs so I've kind of been face-to-face with a lion, but it's a little bit of a cheat, isn't it? But there is, there are stories of um, people who come face-to-face with lions. And do you know what the advice is if you are face-to-face with a lion? Just keep still. Whatever you do, don't run. <laughs> because, you know, you could put your, your trainers on. You could say, just hang on a minute, lion. I'm gonna put my trainers on. I'm gonna make a run for this. They better be good trainers, I have to say that. Um, But the problem is, the message in the bush is there's only one thing which runs, and it's dinner. So, if you ever come face to face with a lion, if we can flip the slide on again for me, Paul. If you ever come face to face with a lion, don't run. This is an impala. Impalas have the mark of McDonald's on their behind. And when they are running from a lion, that is what the lion sees. The McDonald's of the bush. So whatever you do, don't run. If you come face to face with a lion, if we can move on to the next slide again, if you come face to face with a lion, um, whatever you do, don't run. The message is, stand up, be strong, tell that lion you're there, it's your best chance of standing. And this is actually the cover of a book. Called Whatever You Do, Don't Run, Tales of a Safari Guide in Botswana. If you want a good read, it's really quite funny. But this guy here, I uh, forget his name, stood in front of a lion, which he wasn't intending on standing in front of, and faced off with a lion. And the lion decided that dinner was going to be a little bit too hard tonight and he'd go and find it an in parlor instead. Um, so, the message of a bush: if you're facing a lion, whatever you do, don't run. And I guess Coming back to the slightly more serious, this is what Peter says to us, isn't it? He said, first of all, be alert and of sober mind. So actually, be aware that the devil, the evil one, is there. Be aware that that lion is there. And then resist him, standing firm in the faith. Why? Because you know that there's believers all around the world who are having the same experience. So resist him. Resist the devil. Stand firm in your faith. Um, and why in 1 Peter? Well, the context here is of a suffering church, isn't it? We've heard a lot all the way through 1 Peter of the, the church suffering and being persecuted, facing prison, facing all sorts of challenges. And so the, the manifestation of the devil as a lion, as a powerful one, was very, very real. That's what they were experiencing. And Peter's message was, was to stand firm in the faith. And what, what does standing firm in the faith mean? Some of my thoughts on that, which you could guess I was going to give you them. Um, first thing for me is suffering is not outside of God's control. Suffering is not outside of God's control. In Revelation... Jesus speaks to the church in Smyrna and he says these are the words of him who is the first and last i am the first and the last jesus says nothing is outside of my control who died and came to life again i proved it do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer i tell you <clears throat> the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. So suffering isn't outside of God's control. And I think this is also um, where Paul was going in his um, sorry, where Peter was going in his statement in verse ten. Um, in verse ten we, we see here he's saying, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. So, stand firm in the faith, because you've got your eyes fixed on that eternity. The fact that you've got eternity uh, with God. Paul says something similar in Romans, I think. He says in Romans, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth or anything else in the whole of creation, including lions... Will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There is that security, that security that in the face of suffering now, in the face of that powerful lion, I am secure in Christ. He's got my future. He's got my now. He's got my everything. And one of the verses which has always, always resonated uh, with me is that Philippians verse which I've put on there. Philippians 1:21. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. So standing firm in the faith, I think, is about having that future, having that future implanted in our minds and knowing you know, that, that we are secure. And when we are faced by suffering, and we are faced by this devouring, powerful lion, I think we need to respond in three ways. Firstly is be alert and sober, recognize recognize that it's real second we stand firm and we quote back to the devil the truth this is standing firm we are children of god in the name of jesus satan i command you to leave in the name of jesus i'm sealed by the holy spirit i am a child of god my future is secure And then to know that because my future is secure and because God is in control of all these things, that when I see this powerful lion, it actually is a lion without teeth. It's a lion without claws. And even it's a lion which is on a chain. Now I've got a little clip for you now of Pilgrim's Progress. I don't think someone could just turn the lights off for us because it's really dark. Um, He didn't run away. He did actually run past the lion. I'll give him that. Um, he must have good trainers. But he didn't run away, did he? He, won't, he stood, stood firm. He stepped forward. And what was happening with that lion? It was terrifying, but it was on a chain. So as we, as we think about this first part of this 1 Peter passage, stand firm in the faith. Don't believe the lies of the devil. This isn't the insidious, tempting devil. This is the powerful one who's creating suffering. But he's on a chain. Now, there's a second part to... um, There's there's an image for us of Christian um, seeing the, the, the lions on the chain. So there's a second part, which I just want us to look at today, is, first of all, In verse 9, which we had a couple of minutes ago, we read how um, uh, Peter's response was, stand firm because you are not suffering on your own. Believers around all the world are suffering the same thing. And then as we go on to verses 12 to 14 here, Peter says, with the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God, Stand fast in it. We get the same sort of phrase again. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Peter says it's with the help of Silas, his faithful brother. Now, I've had a privilege in my life because... I've had a very, very good experience of a faithful brother. My brother is about the most reliable brother I could ask for. He doesn't demand my presence. He doesn't demand that I'm continuously in contact and giving him things. He doesn't demand closeness that I can't give him, but he is forever there for me. He's always there with wise counsel. He's always got a supporting shoulder he unquestionably loves me. He prays for me. And, very important, he's entirely gracious to all my failings. Bottom line is, my brother has got my back. He's a faithful brother to me. Now, that is a privilege I've experienced in my life, and I know not everybody experiences that. But Peter here talks about Silas being his faithful brother not by blood, but by adoption. And I think this is a really important point for us here, as we think about standing up and standing firm in the face of that ferocious lion, is that we don't stand firm alone. We stand firm as a body of believers, as a church of brothers and sisters who are unquestionably faithful to each other, joined at the hip, so that we've got each other's backs. And staying on the theme of lions, this is actually also what happens in the wild. Have you ever seen a herd, which has young, being attacked by lions? The lions don't always win. I've got another clip for you here, which I'd just like us to watch, which is a a lovely clip of um, lions attacking a herd of elephants. And we'll see what the herd of elephants does. That that very real moment, actually in the wild, um, as you can tell, we quite like watching animals in our house. (laughs) Um, But there's, you know, I think you can see there the reason why I put that clip. Do you see how that herd stands together and is able to face off the lions? That mother and her baby on her own were vulnerable. They had no chance. They were just going to be there for a while until until they succumbed. But when they stood as a herd, when they stood as a herd, they could stand firm against that ferocious lion, or ferocious lions even. And that's a message for us, isn't it? As we look at this last part of 1 Peter, we see this opportunity. We see how Peter talks about his brother Silas, how he talks about his son, who's not really his son, um, but his son in Christ, Mark. He talks about Babylon, which is for church in Rome. He talks about the fact that they're not alone. So here at the end of 1 Peter, resist the devil. Let's be aware that the devil is real. The devil is ferocious. The devil can be a source of suffering and can bring suffering. Stand firm. Stand firm in my faith. Let's remember also that this is the eternal Christ. This is God who has got everything in his hands. Nothing is out of his hands. And whilst that lion looks ferocious and looks scary, whatever you do, don't run. Because that lion is chained. That lion is not free to roam, however much it looks like it. And then thirdly, the family of believers throughout the world, my faithful brother. How can we be faithful brothers and sisters to each other in our church that we can help each other stand firm in the face of suffering. Because the very last verse of 1 Peter tells us where it leads to. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. So when we are in suffering and we are in that difficult place, being able to stand firm, being able to fix our eyes on eternity, being able to know that that line is chained, enables us to, to feel and touch and know that peace which transcends all understanding. That peace which can come on us. So, I'm aware that today, speaking about suffering, speaking about the devil, can be a really, really difficult place for us. And I'm sure, for every single person, it feels slightly different today. I know short periods in my life where I've experienced suffering of pain and illness, it's been really, really, really difficult. So I don't want to share this today as being an easy solution to the troubles and pain which we face in life. But I think it is the solution. It is the solution to stand firm, fix our eyes on eternity, know that the lion is chained. And so what I'd like to do right now is I'd just like to pray for everyone here. Because there will be people here who are suffering I'm sure there are people here who are suffering at the moment, whether it's something physical, whether it's persecution like the sort of suffering the church in 1 Peter, whether it's um, just the the pain of having to persevere and endure. There's all sorts of reasons uh, why, but I'm sure that there's people here today who are feeling that that pain themselves. So I'd like to pray um, for everyone. And then we're going to have some music which comes on. And during that, I'd actually like you to take the opportunity to pray for people around you. Now, if you don't want to pray for people around you or you do not want to be prayed for, that is absolutely fine. You can sing along with a song um, and you, can, uh, you don't need to do that. But I'd encourage you, as a, us as a church, to pray for each other. In the, in the challenges we have. And equally, if anybody would like to be prayed for, I'm more than happy to pray for you. Please do feel free to come up and be prayed for. And Fran and my team uh, will be praying for people at the end of the service as well. So um, you can also be prayed for there. But let me pray um, for a moment. Lord Jesus, when we talk about the evil one, it can be so overwhelming. Lord, I want to pray for each of us here lord i'd like to pray for each of us here lord jesus that in the place where we are at that you would be bringing your peace would you help us to stand firm against the ferocious evil one would you help us to know and to trust and to feel and to touch that you are in control that we do not need to fear for our future. Would you help us to live and know that to live is for you and to die is to gain, and therefore we have nothing to fear. And I say now, I say to the evil one, in the name of Jesus, go. There is no place for you here. We know you are chained. And we seal ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, would you come on us? Would you seal our hearts? Would you help us to know your closeness, to know your protection? And Lord Jesus, where people are at right now, wherever it is they are, wherever, wherever their thoughts are, please would you be bringing your peace, that peace which transcends all understanding. Amen.